Greeting, greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Help South Shore Radio Show. And here we are once again. Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show on the Wrestling Perspective Radio Network. I am and will always be the Mouth of the South Shore, Eric Cordova. Hopefully, we'll be joined by our co-host for this last show of 2018. And what a year it has been. We're going to get to that. Of course, we'll go through the best and worst of the year that was, the year that is, and the year that will always be. Yeah, it wasn't that good for wrestling, for life, you know, ups and downs. So we'll we'll get on over to that. But before we do, we got to let you know that the Wrestling Perspective Network is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code WPP. Just pay the $5 shipping. It's BlueChew.com. And so 2018, my friends. You know, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to do with this show. And, you know, it, it really... I, I wanted to shed some perspective on this show first. Before we got into the wrestling before we got into the year of returns and debuts and all that crap that we always talk about. This show had an interesting year. You know, we've had our ups and downs as a show, but we end the year coming full circle, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, we started this journey in 2010. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember being a lost kid, blogging about stuff, decided to write a wrestling blog. Wrote all the time because I had literally nothing else to do. Okay? If this isn't the sign of kid in his early to mid-20s not getting laid, writing multiple blogs is usually a pretty good sign of a kid. In, and, and that's how it is. Um, well, speaking of, speaking of people that only moderately get laid, there's the crab. Excuse me, I, I make my <laughs> long anticipated return after months and months of hiatus. I have gone through several changes in my life, and this is what you do for me. This is how you reintroduce me to our brand new audience on the Wrestling Perspective Network, my debut. And this is how I'm treated? Well, to be fair, folks, he has gone through a lot of changes. He's gone from 17 hairs to 14. So there's, there's that. Uh, anything else? Third morning. Ah, all right. Well, is there anything else you need to update the audience on? I am a 
three league fantasy football champion. How about that? Three leagues. Three leagues. Any uh, any money won from that? Uh, money in two, a championship belt in one. That's right. One of us has actually earned a championship title and a trophy. All right. I uh, I, I feel like we need to post that in our in our group or, or in the uh, – well, One of us is actually good enough to earn a belt at doing something? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I feel like we should tweet that out. We should get that going in the uh, Mouth of the South Shore Radio Facebook page. Cheap plug. I mean, has anybody actually seen that thing? I don't think either of us have been on it in a really long time. I don't know about going on Twitter. We're, we're, not, we're not part of the Twitter machine. You know, I, I really should because I got to tell you, and we're going to get to this later, but there are very few people that I've seen that truly are the masters of the Twitter machine. But I got to tell you, the wrestler of the year, according to CBS, is certainly a master of the Twitter machine. So we'll get to that later. For now. Certainly do those things, and we will get back to the year. I, I was kind of doing not just a year review, but like letting the audience in a little bit for, for the new audience or the returning audience, people who you know are joining us on Blog Talk or on iTunes or wherever they're, they're hearing us today or tomorrow. I am the audience, right? So you've been no, talking I, just you and your fiance for the past like four months. Now that I'm back, the people will come because they know their champion has returned. I sincerely hope so. But yeah, I was talking about how we've come full circle because this show debuted on Blog Talk under the banner of a guy named Dennis Farrell. And now, years later, we are back on Blog Talk, under a guy named Dennis Farrell. Now, the difference being, this time he is hosting the show at the top of the station, the Wrestling Perspective show with Petey Williams, and be on the lookout for some of the other stuff we have coming, but it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, you know, we've been a lot of places. We went with Dennis over to the Armed Forces Network. We, we did with the, uh, with the Fan versus Fan. You know, we got our projects with the I-95, it's been a heck of a ride, but hey, seven and a half years, and we're still hanging on. So, how about that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I've got some opinions. <laughs> Definitely and, got some opinions. Uh, well, let, let's let's put it in perspective. When we first started out, we were some youngins, and. Uh, by the time we do our year in review 2019, we'll be a couple of married folk. Not to each other, but, you know, we'll both well, be married. We'd be so lucky. Um, but, yeah, we have gone through essential, essentially it all. I had a full head of hair when we first started doing this. I was I mean, single when we first started doing this. As was I. Yeah, but your relationship is significantly newer than mine. Hey, and you, we're both... you, you went through a couple of uh, you went through a couple of uh, flings at mm. uh, the expense of at my expense because they were my friends and one of them. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's good to know that we have grown as 
in my case, men, in your case, whatever it is you identify as, on this show with our listeners in tow. It's kind of refreshing, and for those of you guys who have actually kept with us, you're you're, you're good people. For those of you who are just joining us, uh, you're in for a treat, because we are very much not like anything you've ever listened to before. I'd like to think so. (laughs) But, yeah, so we... Point. I mean, any two schlubs can well, sit and, you know, talk wrestling because every schlub with a, with, with a computer can do exactly what we're doing. Well, that's true. And, you know, the thing was, though, it's weird to think because every schlub does do what we do. But when we first started, it wasn't really a thing. Like, that's, that's the part that really gets me is that when we first started doing it, it was like, holy crap, we're going to do radio? I mean... It it wasn't, like, b- blogging was a thing, but podcasting wasn't a thing in 2010. Not the way it is now. So, for us to have come this far and survived, and look, it, it's not always easy, you know. You got, nowadays, we're competing not only with other schlubs, as we say, but with non-schlubs like Steve Austin and Chris Jericho and Lillian Garcia. Like, that's our direct competition on iTunes. You know, that's that's who's downloading shows. People are downloading those shows. And then somewhere below that is Dennis's show and ours. Like, that's that's our market. But what we like to do, and we've always done, and I'm going to say this as strongly as I can, what we will always do is do it our way. And we've had some instances where that was challenged, but we will not be deterred. It's what we do, and, and I will say this to our new listeners. Don't ever expect a serious wrestling show. It's just not if, – if that's what you came here for, if you came here for, like, you know, one of those nerdy statistical analysis shows or people with really strong opinions who are going to yell their opinions in your ear, you've come to the wrong place. Well, to be that's fair, not what we do. You, are, you are incredible at yelling your opinions. You're, you're, you're very yes, good. But like, I'm not sitting here I, knocking about it. I'm just saying it's something that you are actually good at, and there aren't too many of those things out there that you can claim to fame. Yeah, but I, I like to look at it like this. I may have opinions, but I wouldn't take them that seriously. I, I think that when I get angry, it sort of sounds like when Jerry Seinfeld gets angry. There's no way you could sit there and want to fight with me about it. Like, I hear my voice. It gets higher. It's 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 ridiculous. I sa- I sound ridiculous, and yeah, from time to time, I'm sure we'll do that. I've gotten to the point where, when it comes to wrestling, it's not really going to happen because, well, is there really anything worth yelling about, or are we just kind of laying back and accepting that it is what it is? That these big changes are not so big, right? Like I've accepted that, and that's okay. Bedroom life on air for the world to for the world to hear how does that make you feel how does what make me feel you you didn't hear what i said you unknowingly just described your bedroom life you said you sit Ah. there lay back you take it and you move on how does it make you feel that the world that's listening now knows what goes on underneath your 80 thread count sheet They're 88 third count, first of all. And second of all, 
I don't see, I mean, listen, I'm in my 30s now, you know, the effort levels have to be split. I can't be the one putting it all out there on the line all the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is how it goes. Anyway, uh, before we get to the year in review, the last major thing in the world of wrestling, we had a title change on SmackDown on Christmas. And it was also someone's birthday, and also Rusev Day, and it was Rusev, and he won the U.S. title. So, after I, like I'm, months I'm and months. I'm sort of excited for that, because it's about damn time. I mean, they're literally over a year late to capitalize on the Rusev heat. They're lucky he's so goddamn likable, or else, if, if he was anybody else, like if he was Finn Balor... And it was Balor Day. Like, the, the steam from that would have died out so quickly because Rusev is such a lovable son of a bitch. He's a fan of the Harry Beanbag, much like myself. He is able to. I, it's good for both he and Nakamura. Nakamura really needs to get ascended to the main event scene. I think, I think. I, not I think. I know you think that he would be better off not in WWE and WWE would be better off without him. I disagree. I think he can go up to the main event level. Uh, But I think it's great for both guys. Maybe he can. This incarnation, it's tough because he's been so stagnant, you know, over the last, well, since he won the title, really. Um so I would definitely – I'm not saying from a work rate perspective he can't do it. From a character perspective, I, I need to know what he's going to be. If he's going to move up to that main event scene, I'm, I'm intrigued by what the main event scene in SmackDown is going to be because right now it looks like one of the top baby faces is actually Mustafa Ali, which is kind of a cool change. And that's well, something we didn't expect to see in the year 2018. They do that every year. Well, not every year, but the Royal Rumble is where they sort of take the mid-card baby faces and throw them into the main event title picture. We saw it with guys like Mr. Anderson in 2006 or 2007, my mistake. Jeff Hardy did it in 08 against Thornton at the Garden. Like, there are plenty of times where the mid-card guys get their big, big opportunities and flop at the Royal Rumble and depending on how they perform and how they're perceived by the crowd really sort of dictates where they're going for the rest of their WWE career. One thing I will say about this, this is the quickest that a guy has been thrust into the main event scene like this in quite some time. Um, I'm going to be very candid. I'm not entirely sure how people are perceiving Mustafa Ali. Um because he, he, he's, he's, he's a new face, but he's not a new face. Because people sort of know 205 Live and people watch pre-shows for pay-per-views because for some reason the cruiserweights were never actually able to get onto the main shows. So it, it's weird to me. I don't know how to feel about it. Well, I mean, I've been trying to follow the 205 Live because they actually put on a decent show if you ignore the fact that yeah, they've been pigeonholed into the idea of their, they are their own brand, and that's all they are. But now you're offering a guy an opportunity to break that mold. And that, that's kind of the cool thing, because 
I spent some time when this show was on other places talking about 205 Live being a death sentence for a talent. I mean, you know, we've seen guys leave because they were stuck there. Now, if this succeeds, there may be an opportunity to grow from that and become a part of the main roster. And I think that's what we're looking at as the ideal. Because I can't imagine, no matter who you are, that anybody aspires to get to 205 Live. Nobody is on the independent scene going, man, if I could only get to 205 Live, my career would be made. Nobody's ever said that. I'm sure they've said if I can get to WrestleMania, if I could headline a pay-per-view, maybe, you know, get on a Survivor Series team or be in the Royal Rumble, whatever it is. That is the stuff that people dream about. Not, hey, I hope I can be on 205 Live. Dreaming of being on 205 Live is kind of like praying one day for like a four-inch penis. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you kind of want more, don't you? I mean, you might want more. I mean, if that's your MO, if that's what you want, more power to you, man. I'm not going to sit here and judge. Hey, I mean, listen, if you're satisfied with the four, then go with the four. But I would want to go for the filet mignon. I'd want to go for the main event. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, now we know what your preference is, and <laughs> thank you for doing it in such a public forum. No problem. Well, we'll we'll be getting back to that when we have to thank our sponsors and a little bit later in the show. Uh, now, if you have anything to say on this and anything else in the world of wrestling, if you have a favorite memory, least favorite memory of the year 2018, call us at 714-694-4126. We'll take your calls up until 1030. So I will ask you, I mean, it's crazy to think where this year started and where it ends. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, the stuff that happened at the beginning of the year seems like it's about 10 years ago. I mean, well, obviously, we've had a... Everything. That's how it is with everything. Yeah. But I guess... I guess I'd rather do this. Because we can go through, like, who your favorite superstar of the year is, Becky Lynch... And we could go through what the best match of the year was, anything with Johnny Gargano. Um, I mean, you know, we could do those things, but I'd rather, I'd rather ask you this question. I want to ask you what changes you want to see in 2019, because Vince McMahon came out and said, it's going to be the time of the people. We're going to listen now. So if you can make any one to three, I'm going to give you three changes you want to see in 2019. Give me three changes you want to see in the WWE. I want to see Kevin Dunn without a job. That is what I want. All right. We're off to a, a running start. I am sick and tired of awkward camera angles, missing things, really bad zooming. Like, the WWE has changed its products so much from like a cartoon to the to to the attitude era to the ruthless aggression to whatever it is we have now and Kevin Dunn still thinks he's filming the Looney Tunes. I hate Kevin Dunn. He okay. should not have a job. 
they should get a completely different producer, and I think all would be right in the world. All right. You so, give me one because I need to think. I, was, of, I need to think of a second one. I want to see one show in 2019 where the announcers are allowed to announce without anyone in their ear. And I say one because I think if they were allowed to do whatever it is that they want, that they would do really well and it would enhance the product rather than being a detriment to it. Because if I was able to tune into Monday Night Raw and not hear, it's boss time, or Balor Club is here in whatever city we're in. If I was able to hear natural flowing commentary, and I didn't hear Corey Graves trying to force insults, I think I'd enjoy the product more. So give me one show, experiment. What? Then you need to watch NXT. Anything on... I do. You don't get that on NXT. You don't get that on NXT UK. Any, anything on actual television, you get that. Correct, which is why I want to see them experiment with it on regular TV. Oh, that's Give those gonna, guys that's a chance. Time, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, look, we've seen it be successful in the NXT programs. The commentary there is good. And I've seen people who are on the shows be really good there. Corey Graves, Renee Young. They've both been excellent down in NXT. On the main roster, they're just, eh, because... I disagree, if I'm being completely honest with you. Renee Young in NXT was not good at all. Like, she was doing the announcing with, like, Matt Bloom and stuff. Well, to be fair, fair, Matt Bloom kind of sounds like like Sully from from Saturday Night Live. You know, kind of that thick Boston accent. Which is kind of weird when you see the guy, like, you, you know, he's this, like, big, muscular guy, and all you hear is, like, this, this thick Boston accent, and I when I hear it... Sully from Monsters, Inc., and I was no, going to no, no, not the problem with John Goodman was. Not Sully from Monsters, Inc., Sully, who's dating Zazu, you, uh, know what this nonsense is. Anyway... Yeah, it, uh, admittedly, it's just weird. Like, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's because I'm from New York, but the, the Boston accent is just off-putting, and hearing it from, like, a 350-pound guy, kind of weird. To be fair, if you leave this state, we're, we're in New York. If you leave this state, everybody else in the country feels that way about whatever it is that comes out of our mouths. Like, right, oh, I'm sure my, that's true. My fiancé has friends in Boston Whenever I open my mouth, they laugh and jeer. Because I don't think I have an accent. I don't think you have an accent. But the second we step outside the confines of New York State or even the metropolitan area, we people just don't take us seriously when we open our mouths. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and, and we, we are probably the least of the culprits for this because – you know, we do radio, so we've worked on our dialect to not be, you know, we don't sound like Joe Beningo on the radio exactly. I, I'd like to think that... You're saying that we don't sound like Francesa? I think you're lying. Back after this. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I think that we're not... 
I don't know. No, I'd, I'd like to think that we can fit in with people around the country. If I got to say hello to get that California audience, I'll do it. I'll do it. But with, with that said, yeah, I I want to see commentary have the reins lifted a little bit. I do. Um, if that were the case, I feel my enhancement of the product would go up. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a reprieve, you know, the Kevin Dunn thing, maybe not as realistic. I'd love it too. But what else you got? What else do you want to see in 2019? Well, well, you're the one who asked me if you could change anything. I know. I mean, it's absolutely not going to happen anymore, but I would have loved to have seen a 2019 that was McMahon free. No Shane. No Stephanie, no Vincent. It, it it would have been great to not see any of that on TV for an entire year because everything doesn't have to be historic. When you have things that happen on the fir- for the first time in the company, the first re- female is this, the first time ever these two guys match up, it's always the McMahon pushing it. No one cares. You're like... No, no one's tuning in specifically for that. So I, I don't understand why you have to shill it for, for so long for no reason. It, it yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I will say this is my second one that I'd like to see in 2019. I want to see the WWE fully embrace Becky Lynch as the star of the women's division that she is. And what I mean by that is this. Enough of the dancing around the bush and the, well, but we still have our, no. I understand that you put a lot of time and effort into Charlotte. I get it. I get that she's Ric Flair's daughter. You know how I get that? I look at her face. I know she's Ric Flair's daughter, okay? But sometimes you just fall ass backwards into money and that's what's happening with the emergence of Becky Lynch and they need to embrace her in the way that they embraced Steve Austin who's supposed to be a bad guy becoming the biggest star of all time I'm not saying she's going to be the biggest star of all time but I do think she's probably the biggest star right now and if you fully get behind her and stop pretending like her and Charlotte are on equal footing well, I think that, that you're going to be... They haven't done well, that for a while. No, but, but look at the way they're ending the year, right? They did the Survivor Series where Charlotte didn't lose to Ronda. She could have lost. She could have lost to Ronda to build Ronda up even more, right? They didn't do that because they were protecting Charlotte. And then after Charlotte attacked Ronda because, well, if Becky did it and that was cool, then if, if Charlotte does it, it must be cool too, right? Well, and then... On top of that, the ending to uh, to TLC, both of them were on the ladder, which means that we're not committing to Ronda Rousey fighting either of them. It might be a triple threat. And I don't hate triple threats as much as some, but I feel like Becky Lynch has earned that spot to be in the main event with Ronda Rousey. And I think she even earned the right to beat her, honestly. I was thinking about this. Well, you know of what the you mo- are, because that's what you do. Well, um, who doesn't sit around thinking I, I about that? I don't know if like, you, you took my third one, um, which was going to piggyback on it. There is no way 
like I'm I'm mad that I have to say this. Like the word, it, it's gonna like regurgitate and it's gonna feel really disgusting coming up from my stomach out of my throat. But WWE will not put Becky in that situation. They should, but there's no way they're going to. Well, it's the one thing that I'm holding on to hope for. I, I just am. Whether I'm right or wrong about it, I'm holding on to hope. Because hope is all we have sometimes. I know. I know. And I'm probably wrong. Like, I know they, they latch on to the idea that it must be a certain way. I get it. Like, I, I get that they decided who their person is, and that's their person, and Becky might be equal to that person, but she's not better. She's not better. But you know what is better? You're about to tell you know, me. I am going to tell you. You know, you know it's better than good sex? Great sex. Wow, that's a hot take. That's right. And you can increase increase your performance in that area and get that extra confidence in bed, all right? So listen up, Kravit. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable. I still contend that we should get Val Venus to do this read for us. Like, I don't understand how no one's thought of this yet. But we will continue to work on it. As I tell you that BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, which means you know they work. So you can take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Hello, ladies. Well, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness, except for the fact that it comes in the same type of package as your vibrator. So, hey, uh, but they are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. And even better, right now we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code WPP. Just pay the $5 shipping. So remember, if you need a stiffy in a jiffy, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code WPP to try it free. BlueChew, for the better, cheaper, and just like Kravit, the faster choice, and we thank him for sponsoring the network. It bodes well for me that speed uh, impresses you. One of my favorite friends quotes <laughs> of all time. You just laughed at a friend's quote. How does that make you feel? But also, hey. can, can, can we get this in, like, Disney gummies? Like, if they're chewable, can I get, like, 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 like 90s Disney theme? Like, can I get one shaped like Simba? I, I mean, well, 2019 is the year of 1992 Disney, isn't it? So 1994, I, you shut your mouth. I, well, look at what we got, right? We got, what do they got? Uh, the, the Lion King's coming back, and what, is the Aladdin? Is Aladdin coming back? Aladdin's coming back. Aladdin was 92. Jungle Book okay. is coming Netflix. Jungle Book already happened. No, no, so, Jungle Book the movie happened. They're doing Jungle Book the series on Netflix. Oh, there's a series on Netflix. Oh. Everything has to look be a Netflix series. 
Uh, Toy Story 4 is coming out. That happened, uh, I believe, the first one in 95. Yo, so Disney, it it seems, has officially run out of ideas. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, you know, Disney was always the go-to because they had so many ideas. It was always like, wow, I wonder what Disney's going to do next. Now it's like, well, well they're going to do... If something's not broken, there's no reason to fix it. And Disney is, is a cash cow if ever there was one. Yeah, I know. And, and aren't they the ones that own the uh, the Star Wars? And that's the last one is coming out in uh, December of 2019. So, yeah, it's a big year for them, I guess. But... I digress, because it's a big year for WWE as well. Of course, we're going to have WrestleMania coming back to the New York City area. And you know what's interesting? No, but you're about to tell me. We sit here on December 27th, and I still have no idea who's going into the Hall of Fame this year. And I kind of want to go, but... You know, I mean, who am I going to see? Like, the leaks don't even happen until the new year. Sometimes the big the big yeah, there one was comes one out. Week that I saw, and if that's the case, even I would want to go to the Hall of Fame, and I don't care about that sort of stuff. And who would that be? It's the uh, eyebrow raising, pie eating, electrifying. Uh, I I forget what he said, but it's the Rock. The rumor is well, that Rock is going to headline the class this year. Are you trying to say the jabroni eating? No, 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 no. The jabroni beating, pie eating, eyebrow Trail raising. Blazing, eyebrow raising. Yeah. yeah, that guy. People's champ, The Rock. And to some, just Dwayne. Hi, I'm Dwayne. Dwayne The Rock. That's me. Actually... I've never heard him talk like that. Like, legit, dude wakes up and just breathes charisma. Like, if you ever see him on Instagram or Twitter, like, the guy's waking up at, like, 4 in the morning and writing motivating messages. I, I don't know how anybody keeps up with the guy. It's crazy. And I he wake up pretty early now. very handsomely to keep up with him. If I was making six figures to keep up with The Rock, you bet your ass I'm going to do it. I, I, you know, I should have done it. I had my chance. Do you realize that The Rock's best friend now is like a five foot two, moderately funny guy? I mean, that could have been me. No, because I'm... you are not bald. Suck it. You are not tall. Uh, you, you can't. I am not. Um, you are not charismatic. You are not funny. So you literally check zero of the four boxes. No, I check all of them because, well, <laughs> obviously we all heard of, the, of what's going on there, right? With the, uh, of course, I'm talking about Kevin Hart, and, you know, he was supposed to host, what, the Oscars, and now he's not hosting the Oscars or something? Is that what's going on? I, I oh. do my best to keep up with nothing Kevin Hart related. Well, it, it wasn't, it was because he said something on Twitter in, like, 2009 about, I don't know, about what would happen if his kid was gay, and people freaked out, and... Yeah, so now he's not hosting the Oscars. Like, do you realize it's crazy? Like, I can't imagine 
what it's going to be like if you're running for anything or doing anything in the public light. You better wipe your social media clean before you do it. Like you can't have any tweets, you can't have any Instagrams, nothing. I have adopted the motto that people are terrible. Like just in my life, I'm going to put that on my business card. I'm going to put that in quotes at the top of my resume. Like that is my life's motto now. And a lot of it is because nobody can just let anything be anything anymore. Everybody's got to dig and everybody's got to try to find something that will ruin somebody else just because they have nothing better to do. And they have nothing better to do because they want everybody to be as miserable as they are. And that's coming from me. I am not a beacon of light and joy, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. But well, I'm not about to go around and do these terrible things for no reason. So what? Kevin Hart said something stupid in 2009. You want to know who else said something stupid in 2009? This guy. I'm pointing at you, and Cordova. But also probably- me. It, yeah, everybody listening to this show, and if social media was a thing in the 80s and the 90s and going all the way back to the beginning of time, everybody would be on record as saying something beyond stupid. Exactly. And in fact, they've found hieroglyphics and writings on walls, and we thought, oh, wow, we're going to find like profound things. Legit, they say, like, the guy's name was here. Like, the same stuff you see on a bathroom stall was being written thousands of years ago. So, we are who we are as humans. We do and say stupid things. But if you have nothing better to do than to go back and try to destroy people, you know, because, well, we got to make sure that he's never said anything terrible. If you are that wound up, Maybe find a guy who's taking Blue Chew. Blue Chew dot No, I'm kidding. Um, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that is the sighest <laughs> of all moments, if ever. Like, I, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't audibly sigh loud enough. I had to physically say the word in order to express how deeply sad and ugh I feel about that. Hey. You know, listen, we got some great sponsors, and if they're fitting into the content, then, hey, we're doing our jobs. And if, but, you're, having tr- if you're having trouble fitting into anything, Bluetooth.com. Absolutely. How about that? We have to be their favorite show. Like, of all the shows on this network, we have to be their favorite. I can't imagine that they like anybody better. Fair. Like, I, I'll, I'll give you your fairly creative. <laughs> Like that, that, I gotta, that might be the nicest thing I've ever said about you on a recorded setting. But you're 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 fairly creative. You can't write a song, but you're fairly creative. You know. So I will give that to you. That is my gift to you. Saying that you're borderline creative. All right, I'll I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. And uh, good night, everybody. End on a high note, right? No. Yeah. Still got twenty minutes. I don't even get any better than that, you. <laughs> you're probably right, but we still got twenty minutes, so. Uh, So let's get to it. You know, I was thinking about something the other day, and I had a friend ask me, who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Men and women. Women, I had a better idea. Men, I have no idea. 
That's I, the I, best I, way to go about it. I don't I know. know. Like a month and a half in advance who's going to win the Rumble because it takes the fun out of it. I hated the mixed match challenge because I want to be surprised as to who number 30 is. It'll be hysterical when R-Truth comes out at number 30 for the women. But other than that, I'm not excited for it. And also, they usually alternate good and bad Rumbles every other year. And this past men's Rumble was one of the best of recent memory. So other than the fact that it's the Rumble, I am not expecting anything good for this Rumble. You heard it here first. Maybe we'll get lucky and there will be... I don't want to say a surprise winner, because, I, I mean, I don't think, like, Heath Slater is going to win the Rumble or something. But I don't know. I mean, look, I'm I'm just saying. I could throw out some names that could potentially do it, and we'll get to this, as, you know, as we get closer to the Rumble. But I was just thinking about this as a thing for 2019. I legitimately do not know who is – the favorite to do any of this stuff. Like I usually we're pretty good at knowing this stuff. And in this case, I just, I don't, I mean, I could throw out some names that are possibilities, right? I mean, a guy like Drew McIntyre, I'm sure a guy like Seth Rollins is a possibility. We can go over to SmackDown and I guess AJ can win a rumble just to kind of pad the old resume. If they want to go that direction. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, could it be like a Lars Sullivan? Could he debut and win the Rumble? Is that I it? am scared to death about what they're gonna do with Lars Sullivan, man. I love. Him. I know you don't, but I love him. No, 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 no. Like, I'm scared to death that they're gonna find Naomi and Cameron lookalikes and make them the second coming of the Funkasaurus. <laughs> no, you well, laugh. I am. Dead serious, because when they had those Brodus Clay debut vignettes, they essentially did the same thing. They showed how dominant he was on the NXT game show and all this stuff. Like, he could go on the monkey bars faster than everybody, because that's where NXT was at the time. Thank God we're not there anymore. But I could totally see him coming out in, like, a pimp tracksuit and a Kangol hat thinking it's 2003 telling people they can't sit with him because they're not wearing pink and it's a Wednesday. I'm frightened that that's going to be the case. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I actually didn't hate it with Brodus Clay. Cause, no, I know, didn't why, hate why it not? either. But to do it twice would be horrible. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, that's why I, I have a little bit of confidence that they're just going to let him be ugly and destroy people because that's what he is. You know, I, I don't know how far it'll take them, but it'll take them somewhere. Uh, where it's going to take them, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, at some point, obviously, you have to evolve. You know, the crazy thing was, I remember sitting here a couple of years ago, and a guy named Alexander Rusev debuted, and I said, look, he's got some nice potential. He can go on a winning streak. He can win a, a title mid-card or whatever. But as soon as he gets beat, He's going to have to find something else because he can't stick with what he is. Thankfully, he found something else and he kept himself relevant. So, you know, Sullivan is probably going to have a similar trajectory. I could see him running through people and doing all that stuff, maybe even getting himself a title. But then he's going to have to find something else because you can't be just the dominant guy forever. Because once you get beat, you're not that dominant. 
and inevitably everyone gets beat. So we so will see then there. you the curious case. Can I ask you about the curious case of Braun Strowman? Because Braun Strowman has lost, and he is still that guy. Yeah, but he's also found his voice. I mean, in this year, one of my favorite what, moments that, of the year. That is a three pack a day smoker. Like, what is his voice? No, I'm saying like he's found works for him as a character, which is he has uh, just a general likability to him. You know, one of my favorite moments of the year, like I was saying, was when Elias is playing the guitar and he pulls out a freaking stand-up bass to play. Like that was hilarious. And it was, I, but that was over a. Can you believe that was? Did that happen in 2018? Yeah, it was like earlier. It was early in the year. I think it was like May or something. Uh, that that might be one of my favorite. That that might be uh, the top a top three moment of the year. It it almost has to be. And and like I said, he found that he can be dominant yet also a little bit funny and naturally funny. I'm not talking about like. WWE funny because we got our bottom moments of the year and WWE funny is like Richter funny. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And yeah, I mean like things like, oh, there's peeing in his pants. That's hilarious. Yeah, that happened last month. Remember when I said that the wholesale changes? Yeah, that's one of the wholesale changes. Maybe little less on the pee-pee humor. You know, it's not not exactly highbrow, as it were. Yeah, I, I, I'd i like to see... Here's a good change for 2019. How about letting people who are actually funny just be funny? Like, they, they let R-Truth do it. The opportunity to try. Yeah, right? Like, R-Truth does it, and he's actually funny. And they've found something with him... Just continuing to let him figure out stuff that's funny. Like a few years ago, you know, he started doing the, yo, my bad thing. And it was funny. And then he came out in the Royal Rumble with a ladder. And it was funny. You know, and now he's got the dance break thing. And it's pretty funny. Like, it's getting a little stale, but it's still pretty funny. So, let people who actually are funny be funny. And those people are not Vince McMahon's circle of trust. Trust me on this. In, in, in our true defense with the dance break stuff, it does let us see Carmella more. And Carmella has to be like one of the most, if not the most improved wrestler of the year. Well, well, if you yeah. say no, you're right. She, she, I'm not she, saying... She's gotta be up there. Well, she went from wait, they gave her this briefcase. Is that really happening to you know, actually, I kind of enjoy watching her. She's pretty entertaining. The thing about yeah. Carmella... True. The thing about Carmella is... Kidding? What? She is great in her role. Oh, she is. And more so... And, and here's the thing that we're finally realizing. You know, if you let charismatic people be charismatic, it enhances the product. How about that? It's crazy. I do. It's also my favorite thing in the world that of that trio of Enzo and Cass and Carmella, she is without a doubt the most successful of the three. And had you told that to me back in 2014, 2015, I'd have found a white glove 
and slapped you in the face with it. I would go out of my way, start an old-timey duel with you, because I would have thought you would be out of your mind. Well, would you have predicted... I mean, how could you have predicted that in the year 2018, those three, only one would be employed? I mean... We went from having all three employed, one being the cruiserweight champion, one being on the road to being a world champion. Let's be honest, he probably would have been. Oh, I don't oh, know I, when. That would have been terrible. Uh, probably so, but at some point they, they probably would have taken a chance on it. But we went from those two getting major pushes and Carmella being the women's champion to neither of those guys being employed, and Carmella being in dance break. So it's been a weird year for the uh, for the former group that they had there. And, of course, the year ended for them with, well, I'm sure you've seen it by now, but Enzo was actually at one of the last pay-per-views that was in L.A. Not only that, he was, he was at MSG last night. Was he really? The WWE doing their holiday circuit through the Northeast. And Enzo was outside of the garden, MSG, Madison Square, taking pictures with fans, just trying to rile up the troops in the back. Just trying. Well, I got to tell you, one of my moments of the year is Enzo showing up at a WWE pay-per-view, not employed, cutting a promo in character, and getting kicked out of the arena. I've seen a lot of stuff. I thought moments of the year had to be WWE canon. Mm. Well, I got to say, that though. very much so not WWE canon. No. I I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff in my day. I've seen the Shockmaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen, you know, I've seen DX moon me. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of weird stuff in wrestling. I've never seen a guy who actually didn't work for the company cut a promo. Usually, that's the type of thing that's a shoot. You know, where... Oh, look at that. He doesn't work here. No, like they didn't acknowledge him because he actually doesn't work there. I, I've never seen that. I, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, this is the type of year it's been. You know, I just... But then again, when your year is, is muddled with... Then, at the same time, the year's muddled with some craziness. I mean, we went from being as 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 group of fans being like the biggest Roman Reigns haters ever to holy crap the guy actually is suffering from something maybe we shouldn't be such jerks no i i, I adamantly disagree you can absolutely not be a fan of Roman Reigns the character and feel bad and empathize and sympathize with Roman Reigns with, with Joe and Noe you know what I mean? It's like the scene as a character versus scene as a person thing. Like, right. There was a Wrestling Observer newsletter, like, report that came out today that Roman was going to be in the main event of WrestleMania again for, what, the fifth year in a row? Like, people don't want that. People don't need that. That's not what anybody wants. It, it, like, even though I feel terrible and horrible and I hope he recovers soon, don't want to see him in the main event of WrestleMania. Even if he miraculously came back tomorrow, I don't want that. Yeah, I, I agree, but I also, I don't hate Roman Reigns the character. 
I hate the booking of Roman Reigns. And I don't think that's any fault of his own. Like, I don't think... I don't think he's ever been put in the right situation to succeed. And the first time that people genuinely cared for him was when he said something about his real life. Again, no fault of his own because he's playing by the rules that WWE dictates this day and age. I don't know what he could have been or what he would have been if he was allowed to create a character on his own. I really don't know. You know, maybe he would have just like... I always thought that he would become the next Batista. You know, soft-spoken, just beats people up because he can, because he's strong, and that's what he does, right? And we could have had that character as a good guy. We could have had that character as a bad guy. But we continued to push him in one way, and we told him to do all sorts of nonsense with the suffering succotash and the, you know, let's pretend he's CM Punk, and whatever else you're going to try to do. (laughs) Now, that's another thing, and this is going to be the last major thought we talk about because we only have a few minutes left here, for 2019. We're talking about the WWE, and we've done it for 55 minutes here. We've talked about no other shows. Now, we have a lot of shows going strong. Ring of Honor's got a good program. Lucha Underground, if they come back, they've been doing some cool stuff. But the big talk in wrestling, because none of those shows, no matter what quality you think they are, are making a dent in the wrestling world the way WWE does. But there is word that there's going to be something called All Elite Wrestling coming. Do you think it happens in 2019, or are we going to be waiting longer? I think it'll happen in the fourth quarter of 2019. I think with the success of the All-In show this year in September, on I believe it was September 1st, I think that if they build it, they being the elite Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, if they build it, people will come. So I don't think that's the problem. I think just building Do you realize that you just quoted a major movie that you probably have never seen? Oh, I know if they if they build it, people will come. Or if it's mm. built, they will come or something along those lines. This is a movie quote. I'm not sitting here trying to um, edit... Uh, I don't know what I'm... Um, uh, what's the name... I'm not trying to Field confuse. of Dreams. Oh, I've never seen Field of Dreams. That is true. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'm not going to tell you to see it because I know you're not going to, but it's a good movie. <laughs> no, I might. It, it, it depends if I have people to see. I, I hate watching movies alone. I could watch TV shows alone. I, I can't do I I can't watch a movie alone. I can't do it. I'm going to give you a show to watch, though, for 2019. I'm going to give the listeners a show to watch for 2019. It's, you know, because people binge stuff these days. That's, that's like, the thing to do. Is this going to be some so, terrible historical period piece? No. I, I mean, I like that stuff. And if you like that yeah, stuff, too, you can... watch The Crown or something stupid like that? No. You can check out Cordova's Travels Through History if, you, if you're into that thing. I, I wasn't going to do that till the end. But, yeah, I mean, there's that. No, I'm, I'm talking about... Edge and Christian's Show of Awesomeness Season 2. Oh, it's you incredible. Should ab- you should absolutely check that out. I mean, if ever there was a show that was perfectly made for the wrestling fan, and I'm talking about, like, you're a wrestling fan, that's the show to watch. It's made for people like you and me, more specifically me, that are just incredibly cynical for no reason. Yeah, That absolutely. show speaks to me on a spiritual level. And it, it's, I mean, it's terrific. It's funny. It's entertaining. I highly recommend it. Um, 
So that look, I know people are looking for their Netflix and their Hulu and Disney's coming out with their thing. But remember, you still have the WWE Network. It's ten bucks a month, and there's a ton of good programming on there. That's just one of the things that you could watch. They it's one of the better things. A cooking show yesterday. The, that Bo Dallas is the host of. They released a. Uh, they released a cold case kind of show with uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. That's supposed to be funny as hell. They released a third thing. They're trying all sorts of different original content. I hope some of it sticks. I really do. Yeah, so do I. I mean, you know, again. As much as we have all those old shows that we can watch, I like having some new programming to check out, too. I like having, and the thing is, I have these shorter shows where if I just have 10 minutes to kill, I can watch one of these things. They're not an hour long. That's the problem I have with all these, like, people that tell me, oh, you got to watch this show. Uh, they're all an hour. How much time do people think I have? Think I got infinite amounts of time? That's stuff I mean, to do, man. You do your life outside of working in this, so that's 40 hours a week plus one to do this. You have plenty of time. That's not allotted. I really don't. I mean, you know, work is a lot of time, and planning a wedding is a lot of time. Like, this, you know, a lot going on in life, man. You're not doing any of the planning. Don't pretend you are. I'm not. I'm, you got you to gotta be a part of it, man. You, you can't. Look, we're both going through this. We can't lie to our fans. You can't. The, men. You can't be absentee with this stuff. Because your woman, she'll resent you for it. You've got to be a part of the decision-making. You've got to put the effort in. you got to do it. And I'm doing it. You know, I've been, I've been at the, uh, with the bands and with the, with the florists. I've been at all of them. Oh, I've been a part of every single meeting. And I, everything, most of what I've pitched is what we're doing. Perfect. Well, with that in mind, 2019 will be the year of the Eric getting married. Again, not to each other. But it is going to be a different type of year. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes that ship has sailed. And now we have officially come to the end of our long and winding road. And in the words of the dead, what a long and strange trip it's been. Like to thank the crab for making his triumphant return. I'd like to thank Dennis and Petey for uh, flagshipping this network here. And for all the other great shows we got on here, we actually have a Total Divas show that's airing each and every week. So you get your Total Divas content, you get your wrestling content, and stay tuned. There's going to be some new and exciting programs coming in 2019. And, of course, we thank our sponsor, BlueTrue.com, and uh, we thank you for letting us basically say whatever we want about you because – we want to have some fun. We want to tell people about it. And we're excited that you're a part of our journey now. So with that said, like us on social media. We told you where that was. For Dennis, for the Crab, I am the mouth of the house to Cordova telling you to have a happy and safe new year. We'll see you next week. Peace.